Today we are talking about self-care. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I know that this is such an important and current topic, but I just hate the term (laughs) self-care. I love the enthusiasm you have for this topic. (laughs) You do realise we're creating a podcast about (laughs) self-care as parents. I know, and I I mean, I, I deeply believe in the concept I just I feel like the terms become such a buzzword for perfection I think actually Mm -hmm. is how I feel like it it, you have to have a lovely bubble bath with some candles or you know go for a lovely walk and have the coffee that looks pretty in your Instagram post I just Mm -hmm. I know self-care is important but I begrudge it coming in my mind to be something so aesthetic Aesthetic and superficial, I guess. Yes. Isn't yes. It? Because the, but it has become like why has it become such a buzzword and such an important part of society? Because it, it doesn't seem now suddenly that we're all talking about it as this thing that we need, as if we haven't needed it in previous yeah. generations. Is yeah. it genuinely? Do we need more self care because of society and everything that's going on, or have we just termed it, you know, given it that yeah. term, and then suddenly we're so yeah. much more aware of it? You know, it's it's I mean I th- I suppose since mental health awareness has increased mm. and become more openly talked about and the media's picked up on it more and I think that's where it's all stemmed from because mm. ultimately the reason for self care is to maintain a healthy mind and body mm. and soul, and soul. Mm-hmm. so you know it's sort of inevitably been highlighted more since the 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 brilliant you know, increase in mental health awareness. But it Mm. definitely, that's where I think for me, and for someone, from my perspective, I have over the years for many reasons, or for different reasons, had points in my life where I have really struggled with my mental health. Mm. Um, And so self-care became a question of, can I function? Mm. I never, you know, it wasn't called self-care then, but I knew it was, look after yourself or you will not be okay. Mm. And so that's where I think I now struggle with the, difference between actually this is going to keep you going versus mm. oh it's a nice a nicety mm. so I feel like it's so fundamental that the sort of connotations of self-care now are a bit frivolous for, yeah. for me yeah that's just how it sort of feels but I mm. know I mean I absolutely think it's crucial and it's it's one of the biggest things that I want my children to see me doing mm. to to because, you know, we, I mean, we talk all the time and we will cover it now. And I'm sure many of you listening will feel the same. The guilt associated with putting yourself yeah. first and prioritising yeah. your own self-care can be really hard. Not all the time and not for everybody, but it's, that's something I don't want to pass the guilt to my children. I want them to know mm. it's okay to look after yourself and it's okay to do that first before you look after other people. Yeah, exactly. But I think, I think it is that. Like we cringe slightly, don't yeah. we, when we talk about self care yeah. because it is, it's a very British thing. Mm. We're very kind of stoic and private, and this idea of self care just feels a little bit. We don't need it. We don't need it. it. <laughs> just step up a bit. We'll just yeah. carry on. And everything will be yeah. fine, and yeah. it just it seems a bit self indulgent. Mm. And and I think the shift when you become a parent. From it being something that actually is probably quite easy and natural and you're doing in your life anyway without thinking too Mm. much about it to it suddenly becoming a thing because it is 
generally, I mean, especially newborn years, your self-care is pretty much stripped away completely. Mm. Yeah. And you have to actively put it back in yeah. and find yeah. ways yeah. to put it in. Yeah, it's like building, starting again. Works for you, mm. works for your relationship, mm. doesn't give you that guilt, mm. is achievable. So here we go then. For mm. you, what was self-care before you had children and how's that changed now? I think self-care before I had children was just enjoying life, was just um, going for drinks after work with friends or my husband. It was going to, I used to go to like those Nike training workouts and mm. clap and common on a Saturday morning, um, doing kind of various hobbies I played touch rugby with friends and it wasn't and, and I think that's the thing I didn't see it as self-care at that point yeah. that was just life that was socializing that was just making the most of being young in London yeah. and doing that kind of side of things and I think really I would have probably have thought then self-care was having the bubble bath in the mm. evening and mm. going to a spa for a pamper it was very kind of mm. superficial because you didn't really see the rest of it as self-care and then since becoming a parent, it is, um, it's just trying to pull back those things I used to do, actually, mm. introduce them back into my life. Like having, being able to have, um, go out with girlfriends for a drink after work or, um, you know, having a date night with my husband and, and doing that or being able to have time to go. I really want to go on a proper walk. I mm. am so fed up of kids' <laughs> versions of walks. Dawdling. Dawdling, you get about half a mile and they're fed up. I yeah. want a proper, just, you know, you could just go out into the countryside yeah. and go for a nice little walk. leg and, like, stretch. Just, yeah, walk all day and then everyone's happy. Mm. But, um, how about you? Um, I'd say the same. I think self-care used to just be sport fun mm. people sometimes under a blanket on my own on the sofa yeah and it just felt much easier because I had so much more time and much less responsibility and then when that changed and you suddenly have to really focus on what you you know you have little time so you have to use it with the most efficient thing mm. it's actually hard to work out what you need yeah um you know and I suppose it you know it's sort of ties in are you extrovert introvert mm. all of those things that you have to you in a way you have to get to know yourself a bit better before you know what your self-care can be which I suppose happens naturally as you're older anyway but we were talking earlier and I feel this a little bit about feeling resentful that mm -hmm. it's had to change or that it's narrowed to one thing every two weeks or yeah. you know and, and for me at the moment I know sleep is the best thing I can do for my self-care mm. But that feels so sort of curtailed for me. And, you know, it's the only time that my husband and I really sit down and have an evening and relax mm. and talk to each other and switch off. So then I don't want to go to bed early, you know. And so I sort of, I know what I should be doing, mm. self-care. But that's a whole nother matter, trying to find the will and the discipline to make yourself do it when yeah. it's not a frivolous nicety it's yeah. just a boring yeah continuous go to bed early you know mm, yeah. um so sometimes I think self-care is easier than other times and if you don't have the energy to do it 
I try not to be too harsh on myself. Mm. That's probably where I am at the moment. Self-care. So maybe self-care is not being so mean to myself if I don't go to bed early. Yes, yeah. As well as try and go to bed early. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, I, I build up such, I think resentment's a really interesting thing thinking about self-care because you always think self-care is a, can only be a positive thing yeah. and therefore you should feel good about it and actually with self-care comes a lot of negative emotions I think because yeah. if you don't achieve it or you know the number of times I've tried to get back into exercise as a form of self-care mm. and then after two or three days come down with another bloody cold mm. that the girls have brought home from nursery and and then I resent it because then I feel worse than I did in the first place because mm. if I failed at self-care, <laughs> so then I feel rubbish about myself. I want to. I haven't benefited from the exercise because I had to stop. Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a pressure that we are putting on ourselves yeah. as well. As, One more thing for the to do list. Exactly. Whereas fundamentally, it should be the complete opposite. Yeah. Is what is self-care and yeah. um, should be doing for us is allowing us to not have that pressure and to switch off from what's yeah. going on. The other thing I think pressure wise once you have children for us you know we're in relationships how do you balance your Mm self-care with Rob's Mm self-care it's you know time is so limited I mean we are definitely still in the throes of working that out (laughs) for sure (laughs) um you know but that's a really difficult challenge I think because it leads on to other things, you know, like whose time is more important, who mm. works harder, who's more tired. Yeah. All those yeah. time old arguments that any parents will recognise. Mm. So do you have any tips? How do you and <laughs> do it? Does, does he do his own thing as well? I am um, probably quite lucky. Rob's version of self-care is sitting on the sofa <laughs> on his laptop. Just like switching off, just mm. mentally switching off. That that's the thing that he needs to do more than anything. And so in some ways it's kind of it's easier because it's not, you know, he's not going out and playing football five times a week and mm. he's not you know, he hasn't got these other sides to it. He he genuinely gets his self care and enjoyment from spending time with the girls and switching off in the evening mm. and scrolling and um, you know, getting his spreadsheets out to yeah. look at finances and all that side, which you know also then means that if you know I'm wanting to do something, then then I need to recognise that that is his ver- version mm. of self care, rather than seeing him sitting on the sofa scrolling, thinking, oh, can you just get up mm. and do something, or why are you just sitting around? Actually, acknowledging that is the way that he does that, yeah. versus for me, it's socialising and having time and being able to meet up with friends or doing or exercising like it's much more of a physical social thing yeah for me yeah in one of the other episodes um we've done where we talked to Brit about having a child with additional needs Mm. this was something you and I both noticed Mm. and were so in awe of how firm she was that one of the things that has kept her and her husband so close and so able to cope with the additional challenges they've had was that they both know what they need individually mm-hmm. go away do it yeah and then come back and almost bring that renewed energy back into the relationship and into the home mm. and I think you know maybe once we're s- slightly more out of the dependency stage 
we will be able mm. to do that as well and it mm. will you know that's what I'd love but I sort of think as well it's the will like I could be doing that more now and I'm sure I would be less tired and less you know less exhausted if I did something of an evening instead of sat on the sofa but I'm in the habit of mm. getting to the end of the day and thinking oh I've made it bedtime's done I can sit down and relax mm. um so I think it's definitely a part of know what you need and gently push yourself to do it can you have too much self-care? <laughs> Genuinely. Is that okay? I couldn't. Become... I could manage two weeks in a spa right now. Um, I'm just, I'm just yeah. thinking about just general balance and almost to be back to the point of you don't like the term <laughs> self-care because it's become a buzzword, because it's become a bit kind of meaningless and frivolous. Also that idea of that kind of obsession that mm. we could potentially all start to have around self-care. Almost overindulgence. Overindulgence. Mm. Over kind of the, what is a healthy balance of how much self-care we should be applying to mm. our day versus actually just getting on and living or doing what yeah. we need to do. And like, do we almost become, it becomes too front of mind for us. Yeah. That it ends up having that negative impact. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a, a good question. I don't think I don't think in recent years I can answer the is there too much because I've definitely been on the not enough end. But maybe, maybe when you have more time, that is, you know, it takes over more of your mind. Mm. I think now I've, I probably spend more time thinking about I probably should be doing it than actually doing it. Mm. So it does take up my mind space but I'm not really doing it mm. enough. Why um, not? I think it is priorities again. I, you know, I do some stuff and I know, I say that, you know, you really have to think about it, don't you? About what are you actually doing for yourself? Mm. Do you tell yourself you're doing it or are you actually doing it? I've been saying for about two months that I'd like to start an adult gymnastics class, a beginner's class. Are you? Yeah, and it, it I mean, it sounds brilliant and... I'm it's not far away it's on a Monday night so it's after bedtime there's no it doesn't impact on anything the only thing I have to do is get my bum out of the door on a night time to do it yeah um so I think maybe if I say it on this podcast I will have to have to do so but it that's what I would love to do that type yeah. of thing for me would really feel like self-care because it's activity it's new I like trying different things meeting new people mm. using my body and feeling a bit stronger and fitter would make me feel really happy so that's definitely on my list I think that's mm. the biggest thing I could do for myself at the moment because it's interesting you said saying this on the podcast maybe that'll make mm. you do it because I was gonna ask what what would make you do it what do you need because I think we all have that sense of I should be doing this and yeah. yet we don't do it for whatever reason so what actually would potentially help you make that leap and actually go out and do it having more sleep <laughs> I, I genuinely think it's as simple as that I I think if I could it's chicken egg if I could get more sleep and have a bit more energy to leave the house at eight thirty at night to start doing something when actually I'm usually thinking about lying horizontally <laughs> on the sofa um I would start it and I would enjoy it and I would that would be it yeah. on the other hand if I could just push myself to get out of the house once I think I would be less tired yeah. that way round. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I like doing things 
with other people as well. So I think, and there's a few people around here who said might do, might join you, but I don't want to just rely on that. I want to go and mm. just get on with it. So I think if I ask Finney to help push me gently out the door on a Monday night, that mm. might really help because yeah. sometimes I don't have the discipline to do it myself. Yeah, exactly. I quite often find that I need to tell someone else what I'm wanting to do. Mm. Someone who I think will also enjoy mm. that and ask them can you please book it and then I will feel compelled that I have ah, to come and it will make idea. me get out yeah. and then once I've done that once then yeah. you're kind of into that yeah. routine but I always need someone else to literally book yeah. it or make it you know commit to it for me yeah it's a bit like you know when the saying of if you're making a you know if you're trying to set goals if you share a goal you're far more likely mm. to achieve it yes and this is just a, a goal isn't it to get out the door or to do exactly a painting class or whatever it is that you want to do yeah um but yeah, I think sharing it would help me mm. actually do it. Yeah. Um, and, and a conversation like this that allows me time to think about self-care and to realise how important it is as we talk, it sort of processes. And so having had this conversation, I think I am more likely to go and do it mm. just to have, you know, 2% more willpower. Yeah that this will give me which is hopefully what it will give everybody <laughs> yeah exactly what happens when you don't get self-care or you're not able to fit you're not able to fit self-care into your routine <clears throat> i mean i think for people in general it varies and obviously the extremes of what's going on in life at the time mm. for me the worst there's been a few different times but the one I was thinking of for an example would be this just almost a year ago to about a year and a half ago um you know for everybody there'd been all the covid repercussions we'd had a baby just as it started I'd had a c-section I didn't want to have we'd moved country we'd settled back couldn't see family locked down everything felt hard still breastfeeding my hormones all over the place mm-hmm. so very strange and unique point in life um and I was really struggling and I had some counseling from the local authority and I didn't really know initially what I was going to counseling for but eventually they basically said this is this is burnout you know Mm -hmm. and I thought oh well that can only happen to someone who's working too hard and working 100 hours a week Mm -hmm. what you know how do I get burnout as a stay-at-home mum but gradually over this over the weeks it really sunk in about how much in general, parenting takes out of you, but additionally, with all the strange, challenging, hard, weird things that had gone on over the last few months for me, probably a year, and just how much it had taken out of me and drained my mm. resources and my, my, my soul, my energy, my spirit was just dull. Um, and by speaking to somebody about that, I realised that... what I needed was to be able to fill up somehow Mm. my energy and reserves to get back to how I needed to be to then be able to to wife and parent Mm. and friend Mm. and daughter and everything Mm. um so in a long story the way of saying this I'm coming to is Mm -hmm. I sort of realized with this therapist that self-care for me at that time wasn't anything to do with even sport or going for a walk it was as 
basic as setting a boundary mm. and not allowing myself to absorb everybody else's emotional state and sort of journey or whatever was was going on with friends or even husband or mm. family and just putting a little bit of a gentle sort of fence around myself for a while mm. to not take on anyone else's yeah life stuff and to just let myself rest a little bit emotionally mm. not physically at all but to take a back seat emotionally and just shield myself a little bit um and that's that stuck with me since I think now I know all the niceties of gymnastics and fun things like that but my core self-care that I will never ever ever let go again is having an emotional boundary mm. um, and I didn't realize that that would be classed as self-care but it's yeah. turns out it's the most crucial one for me I think that's such a good point because it's not how generally people think about self-care when they're thinking about what mm. I can put into my life and it reminds me of um, a good friend who has returned to work um, and she is uh, she's a doctor and she had a lot of anxiety before about returning to work. Second time she's gone back, returning to work, what it means, childcare, pressures, you know, shifts, times you have to work and all of that kind of stuff. And then they decided to do an extension on the house at the same time, <laughs> um, all leading up to Christmas and everything is a building site. And it was one of those classic um yeah the extension will be done before you need to return back to work so it'll be a nice crossover and of course that didn't happen she went back to work mid house extension two young boys um and she had to make the decision to set a, a boundary for herself that she could not take on any of the stress of the house because it would just tip her over the edge mm. she couldn't she had to pour all of her attention and energy and emotion into the boys and her work and that was it and mm. so that was a decision that was made that her husband then had to shoulder the burden of the house mm. and obviously that caused a lot of stress on mm. him while he's trying to work full time he had to do a lot more childcare because she wasn't around to pick up but but that's the kind of the element of realism and as you say not to get to that point of burnout Mm. is to recognise what can I actually take on, mm. where are my boundaries, mm. and then who else can I ask for help mm. to help me take on the bits that I can't mm. do for myself. Before you get to the stage. Before of you get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what would you say for you has been a point where you've recognised that self-care's fallen off the radar and it needed to come back? Um, I think throughout life it's always on and off. I think having children was the the biggest kind of shift for me. I would say I'm I'm in one of those phases now mm. where I'm frustrated that I don't think I've got a good balance or that I'm trying I feel this sounds a bit pathetic, but I feel like I'm trying to put these things in place and it never seems to work out mm. and that and then that's frustrating the frustration, for me. Absolutely. Like trying to get back into exercise and then straight away getting yeah. ill again or um you know trying to make stupid things like making plans with friends but then they you know date change and we can't do it mm. and that was going to be my one night of the week for and it's it's a, about kind of 
dealing with the disappointments of when it doesn't work mm. out the way you'd wanted it to or you haven't quite got it and changing plans and being adaptable in that sense I guess mm. but I'm definitely in that stage right now of I know I need to increase self-care or just think a bit differently about what self-care looks like in my life you said it to me earlier you said but isn't going to work mm. a form of your self-care mm. and I think actually thinking about that that is because that is my time I can talk to adults I can yeah. feel you know I get lots of reward for my job yeah I can get that kind of different mm. stage of life I mean when it's... we were we started all this and you were still on maternity and then you mm. returned to work whilst I was seeing you weekly and it was it definitely was lovely to see the sort of injection of energy it gave you going back I mean obviously it was really? hard and yeah. you were exhausted as well but the the spark Mm, you know and I suppose that maybe that's what we all need to ask ourselves it doesn't need to be fancy and it doesn't need to be Mm. crazy self-care but what gives you a little bit of a spark what gives you a Mm. bit of you back and so I suppose verges on identity and all the other stuff Mm. as well Mm. you know and if identity isn't challenged like pre-kids we were happily going along as ourselves then it looks different but when identity is challenged or narrowed maybe it's you know morphs Mm. off into something else who, so do you, who does it really well for you? Is there someone like you know or you read or in your life who you just think, oh, they've just nailed it. They've got it sorted. I actually think my mum is a really good role model for me with this. Mm-hmm. She's always, that I remember, she's always eaten healthily, done moderate, you know, but cons- fairly consistent exercise, um, you know, had the odd bath and mm-hmm. nice things like that at different points in life, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't remember as a young child her ever saying, I'm, I'm, I'm having some me time or anything mm. like that. I don't know it, but she she definitely manages. And now, you know, she, it, it's, it's amazing actually to watch. And I think it builds resilience mm. knowing your needs and knowing how you can look after yourself. Because since dad died seven months ago now, mum has had to go back to basics. Mm. And she, you know, much as she doesn't want to, she doesn't, you know, she might not want to get out of bed in the morning. She might not want to eat healthily. She might not want to exercise, but she is choosing to. Mm. And I suppose that's where, you know, when I hear myself talk about not having discipline, I think it's a choice. Mm. And now as I talk and I think about what mum is doing, it inspires me to think, yes, I think I could go to one gymnastic class on a night time <laughs> when that's all it takes. But you know, so she is choosing regularly and consistently to eat healthily, mm. to do gentle exercise, to try and build some routine again mm. and just function. And that's what I mean about self-care. It can be, you know, as, as, as ni- a nicety like going and having nails done or it can be real, let's go back to basics mm. so you can function for a day. Mm. So I suppose that's my role model. How about you? Yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was just thinking about, um, I'm reading Michelle Obama's second book at the moment, and it's quite interesting. The first few chapters really are taken up um, with knitting, <laughs> which I guess is something that, as a, as a powerful force of a woman and, you know, incredible kind of uh, career that she had in law, and then obviously being first lady and everything that that brought I love that idea of she talked about it's when she came out of they came out of the White House Trump came in 
a real sense of disillusionment and readjustment and not feeling like she was coping. Mm. She she talks a lot about um she found knitting and it just allowed her to allowed her mind to just calm mm. and stop for a little bit and just have that that moment and now she sits on, you know, meetings with her colleagues oh, yeah. and she's knitting away and it's become her yeah. tool, yeah. I guess, to be able to deal with that. So I just love that idea of someone who is so, um, you know, so incredibly busy, so driven, such an inspirational person, and then they're kind of simple sitting, knitting, yeah. sitting and knitting, sitting and knitting, <laughs> is um, is kind of her way of of being able to do that, and also the fact that she's found that later in life. Yeah, that's nice. Like you suddenly taking up gymnastics. Yeah, like, yeah. Why it doesn't not? have to be something you've always done. Yeah, yeah. Well, mum's knitting as well at the moment, so Michelle and mum have got another well, thing in common. You go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice actually, trying something new and different yeah. and just fun. I think exactly whatever you find fun. Yeah, just a bit of lightheartedness. And then that's I suppose true. like self care comes into couple care mm-hmm. because it, you know you have to be able to obviously you want to do your own things separately as well, but it's nice to be able to like you you mentioned date night feeling like self-care mm. you know and that's nice when you could your self-cares can overlap as yeah. well as be separate as well yeah especially when time is limited exactly <laughs> let's be efficient with this yeah let's take lots of things self-care bonding yeah, yeah. relationship time <laughs> productive. oh the list goes on yeah. i think that sometimes is what puts me off self-care is it i feel like at the moment maybe all the time our lives are so haphazard and disorganised and a bit chaotic that I keep waiting to feel like, oh, now's the right time because once I'm in a routine or once the girls are sleeping or once Mm. this happens, Mm. then I'll be able to do self-care or then I'll be able to do that. And it's a little bit like how we felt about starting the podcast. Oh, let's Mm. wait till this, this, and then this, and then we'll do it. But actually... It doesn't have to be perfect, yeah. which we both struggle with anyway, mm-hmm. but maybe just, you know, even if you manage two bike sessions and then you get ill, it's two more than you would have done anyway. Yeah. So the next time you restart, you know, you're two ahead. It, you know, yes. you're right. It's about reframing and, mm. but yeah, it, it sometimes feels, self-care, I think, sometimes feels so far out of reach for yeah. people who are in the place where they need it. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes you need someone else to mm. help or point that out mm. or find do it that with you, with you or, or do yeah. it with you. I think that's a really important point is when, you know, I that year ago when I ended up in counselling with burnout, I think that's because I had slid so gradually into not being okay mm. and self-care was so far from my radar. I needed somebody else to help me mm. level out before I could do it for myself. Yeah. So it's important, I think, to know when you need help, whether that's from your mum, your friend, yeah. your husband, your wife, your whoever, yeah. or a professional. And it helps alleviate the guilt. Yeah. Because it's not you doing it because you feel like it. Yeah. It's you're doing it because yeah. someone else has suggested mm. or given you that mm. sense of kind of permission or it, it being yes, seen as permission. something that's genuinely... Yeah. You need to do it. Yeah. And it, it ties in. I'm so conscious because... I, I, I desperately want to bring up, as I'm sure most people do, mm-hmm. kind children. Mm-hmm. So uh, kindness is a big focus in our family. And I'm sort of 
constantly trying to readjust a bit because I don't want to influence them to be kind to other people before they're kind to themselves or mm. if it's wrong for them mm. um you know I do believe in putting yourself out for other people but when you have a good base of stability so yeah. it's like I want to show them that it's okay for me and Finney to yeah. look after ourselves yeah because then we can also look after them. Exactly. And like I said earlier, not pass them the guilt. So when they're our age of mm. thinking, oh, I shouldn't really do this, I should cook the dinner first. Yeah. It's not about should, it's about how are you, are you okay, do you need something? Mm. Do you need it now or could you wait till tomorrow? Yes. It, it, you know, yeah. it has to be flexible because that's the key, isn't it? When life is not really in your control, and mm. you alluded to it earlier about the resentment of when you're sort of forced to do things that you know are good for you and it's not really in your control to choose how much sleep you're having mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. how much time off you have from work mm -hmm. um it's it's about finding what you need yeah and rec recognizing i suppose if it's urgent or you yeah. can wait and it's just nicer to yeah. you yeah and it's that old adage isn't it of when if you look after yourself you will be a a better parent too Exactly, as Britt said in her podcast, you put your oxygen mask on first before Absolutely. you put someone else's on. Yeah, which we all know. Mm. But that's, I suppose, why we're doing this entire podcast because everybody knows you have to be okay mm. and you, sh you should look after yourself. I don't use that yeah. word lightly, but we need to look after ourselves. Yeah. But the actual transition of knowing it into doing it... Mm is really hard and that I think we have established is why we want to build a village and to mm. know that we're in it together to lessen the guilt to lessen the sort of l keeping the lid on things that mm. are hard and the more you feel like you're in it together with other people the less shame the less guilt and the more bravery I think you have to mm. try new things and to to choose yourself first to yeah. you know as minimally as it is yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important to to feel like you have support mm. in order to do what you need to do. Brilliant. So you're going to go to gymnastics. <laughs> I next am Monday. Monday night. Oh no. Oh no, my husband's away. 3 oh, weeks. We so yeah, there's my legs <laughs> excuse. <laughs> no, he actually he genuinely is away 3 weeks. So I promise the week he gets back I will go to gymnastics on the Monday night. What are you going to do? As long as you don't ask me to go with you. That's absolutely <laughs> I thought you fine. were interested. <laughs> Is that dodgy hamstring back? Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> okay. no, I've got a cold again. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what are you going to do? Um, I am going to text my girlfriends who live near me and put a date in the diary for next week to have a girls' night. Nice. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. We would love if you have ideas about how, how on earth do you build self-care into your routine as a parent... What does it look like? What works for you? What doesn't work what for you? What doesn't work for you? <laughs> then we would absolutely love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Parents on Top. Speak to you soon. Bye.